Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to a Morph Monday episode of Shelf Aware. And to be or not to be, that is the question. (laughs) My mind did not even go there when you said obvious intro. I was like, (laughs) what's obvious about bees? I'm Anna. I I I was laughing, so I don't know if you said your name, but... I did. She did. That's M. I'm Anna. This week on Shelf Aware, we are reading one, not one. (laughs) This week on Shelf Aware, we are reading book number 40 in the Animorphs series, uh, The Other. (laughs) Which, okay, I did not, okay, I've read the book now, but I didn't think of Mm -hmm. the title until just now when I said it. That's gross. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't like no. it. Oh, I don't like it either. Yeah, this book was a little bit troubling. Uh, mm-hmm. Troubling things. Troubling things. So um, I tried to keep a lot of it out of the summary, but there is like a lot of ableism in this book. Andalite's yeah. not great. Not great. Um, this particular book was written by K.A. Applegate and Gina Gascone. Gascone. Mm-hmm. And um, this is the only Animorphs book that... Uh, Gina helped with Hmm. um so someone had a taste of this and was like "Mm, that's enough of that I (laughs) guess for the help our people will contact your people I don't know I I don't think we can really blame Gina for the ableism in this Mm -hmm. because it is that might have been something K.A. was like yeah this is their Andalite beliefs I I feel that like it's echoing a lot of the ableism we've seen in the past and that even kind of gets lampshaded in this book at one point in a really awkward way um but it's not, it's not good in terms of that. Um, in terms of plot, I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely better than the Buffa Human episode. For sure. Or not episode, book. The episode was very good. The book was not. <laughs> <laughs> also, the tagline, this is your brain. Doesn't. This is mm-hmm. your brain with a yerk. Any questions? Yeah, my question is, there, there were hardly any yerks in this one. What are, what are you even talking about? I don't, I, don't, I truly like, do not know. I get that the yerks are a problem, but was this the tagline for this book? It's like you had that great tagline with that great reference, the sort of reference we would make at the start of an episode. Yeah. And you blew it on this book that had absolutely nothing to do with yerks infesting brains. Yeah. Like, honestly... This book could have been about literally a species that didn't do that. Like you, if if I had picked up this book for the first time, uh-huh. and I was like, I haven't read any other animorphs. I probably wouldn't really know what the Yerks do because they don't really do any of it in this book. Yeah, yeah. We just get the like the intro we get in every book where the kids are like, "This is me. This is my gang. This is who we're fighting. The world." the fate of the world is in our hands, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, cool, I can't wait to get to that. But then this book was like, actually, we're doing something different. <laughs> Any questions? We have other things to talk about. This is your series. This is your series without Yerks. Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, they're there. Like, they kidnapped the one dude and whatever. Yeah. But that didn't really have any. I mean, I guess their motivations were kind of like, we want to eventually put a Yerk in someone's brain. But not this but- guy. But not this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I do appreciate that because I think I think you're going along with your longstanding series theory from like episode yes. one. Um, yes. The Andalites are looking worse and worse as time goes on. Yes, mm-hmm. they are fully devolving into eugenicists in this book. Yes. Y'all, there's some gross things that access. And sure, if this were like, if this book had a wider scope at all, we could be like, yeah, maybe, you know, he's a young man. He's parroting the things that he has heard from his superiors, blah, 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 blah. But like, the book doesn't really, there's no... There's there's no like contemplation on that at all. Like at the end, Marco is like, "Yo, Axe, that's fucked up," and Axe is like, mm, "Okay." <laughs> so <laughs> we are not perfect in terms of like ableism and whatever. Like obviously, I I think I've mentioned before. Like I'm trying to you know stop saying things like dumb and crazy and things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it slips through because we all live in a world that you know is 
structured in a very ableist way and our language is structured in the same way you know so Mm -hmm. like it happens i get that and even when i point out stuff like that like i'm willing to forgive that sort of stuff but like this is not that right this is oh yeah no this is this is based on a physical disability that you know is and marco even says like it's not like that's the first thing people are going to see regardless of anything else about your person and marco's comparisons uh, wild marco's comparisons to (laughs) myrtle i don't know i don't think his name is pronounced myrtle but i also pronounced it myrtle in my mind which is it's just a hilarious old lady name to me right i think it's probably like mertil or something but like myrtle it's myrtle um Myrtle. Like his comparisons of his life to Myrtle's just made me feel like I was watching like one of those kids in like high school um who go on a mission trip. Oh my god, yes. Back. Yes. Yeah, 100% right? the vibes like, like the suffering of the African people really made me think about my own life and I helped them build a school. It's like you didn't. They you didn't. That's Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that someone else's suffering has been able to bring your life into perspective a little more. For yes. You. It was like, very Christmas shoes. It was yeah. Christmas shoes. This oh book my was God. This the, was the Christmas the, shoes of the Animorphs <laughs> universe. The Animorphs do Christmas shoes. Oh my God. Marco's like, Sarah, I want to buy this tail <laughs> for my Myrtle, please. <laughs> It's whatever high holidays for Andalites Eve, and it's just his size. Oh man! Sir, could you hurry, sir? Galifin says there's not much time. He also suffering from chronic pain and going blind. <laughs> and then the children come out. And then here I wanna buy these. <laughs> this tail oh my god i fucking hate oh i hate that i had to think about christmas shoes in the month of may it's not well maybe june by the time this episode airs but like this is the second time i've referenced christmas shoes this month and i need to stop you need to hold on because we are we are many months away from christmas and when i know i i am trying to forget that come december i will have to read christmas shoes number three christmas shoes three god damn it let's talk about this book let's do it (laughs) right well okay chapter one this is a marco pov i don't know if we've said that yet it is a marco pov um and we finally like yes his mom is mentioned in this book um but you know he finally seems to have been able to move on a little bit from that whole situation after three or four books we're we're, we have different things going on now he he's happily mentions his stepmother and euclid the poodle several times so seems like some time has passed or like five minutes because time yes. has no meaning in the Animorph series. Hundred percent true. <laughs> I, the passage of time is so murky. <laughs> Impossible to say how long really, have we been in. It this. It could have been years. <laughs> could have been decades. I mean, they're all in school still. I feel like we've had one summer break. Real. So I, I see. Th- I was gonna say. I feel like they would have mentioned a summer break, and I don't remember them mentioning one. I mean, I feel like the Megamorphs. The first Megamorphs had that pool party. Mm, so that, so but that if they live in, in well, San Francisco oh, gets chilly. I think San Francisco gets chilly. Have they mentioned any Maybe cold was the time thing the school year? Maybe. And now we're kind yeah. of just getting to the holiday season or something. I don't know. This whole series is one school year. Fifty-four. That is more than one activity a week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, especially if you factor in those Megamorphs. Yeah, that's a lot. And then the time traveling they do in the Megamorphs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Busy kids, busy kids, busy. you know? Kids these days, they're so busy with their after-school activities and their <laughs> extracurricular morphing. Marco's going to be trying to get into college and be like, so the year of seventh grade, I was an Animorph. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe by the time they're applying to colleges, these kids will have gotten their shit together enough that people will know what that is. <laughs> So, college admissions board, I hope you are not yerks. <laughs> I just admitted <laughs> everything. We had to take the risk. Um, 
Marco's at home watching Unsolved Mysteries, and all of a sudden, an Andalite pops up on the screen as one of the Unsolved Mysteries. So Marco turns into a bird and immediately flies to question Axe and Tobias about this at Axe's scoop, which they can then rewatch the episode because apparently Axe records every show on every channel simultaneously and just like holds on to that data forever. There's not enough time to watch it all. <laughs> it does. It it does see. Maybe he does that thing that like um, some people do for podcasts where they listen to it on like time and a half or whatever. That could be. Hello to all of you folks who do that with ours. Oh my um, gosh. I have a friend. Hi, Sam, that listens to us. I think he said it was like two times or more. <laughs> I, he says it's not that bad unless we're going on a tangent. I've tried to edit us on on two times speed when I'm really crunched for time, like the times that I've edited the whole episode and then like fucked it up really badly and have to like go re-edit the whole thing because I like deleted the files or some shit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, those times when you get texts from me panicked at 1230 at night going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Um, (laughs) I deleted three episodes. It's gone. It's gone. It's all gone. I'm going to try to recreate it whole cloth. Um, I'm selling times. all my things. I'm, I'm just running away. I'm going into hiding. Don't try to contact this. me further. <laughs> uh, sometimes, so in those cases, I'll sometimes listen to it on two times speed or like time and a half or something. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's impossible. I don't know. You all must mm-hmm. have much higher, I was going to say like higher stamina or maybe like just better ears, lower yeah. bar for quality because it's just, I can't deal with the 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 sped up voices that sounds like you're (laughs) dissing our listeners like you guys don't know you don't have good quality i can't do it i don't know how you guys do it (laughs) i listen on 1.25 to most of my podcasts Mm. but i feel like that's still in the acceptable realm of yeah speech and comprehending speech for me i i just haven't practiced anyway yeah so maybe he's doing that (laughs) maybe so with tv shows (laughs) maybe that's what axe is doing so they're looking so so Axe goes and pulls this exact episode of Unsolved Mysteries and they fast forward to the part where the Andalite is in it and Axe is like, I can't tell if that's me or not. It's the quality of this video is so bad. And Marco's like, Can't you enhance? And Axe is like, No. No. No, that's not a thing. But then Tobias is like, My Hawkeyes can. Tobias is like, I looked. I looked with my eyes and guys, that Andalite has no tail. <laughs> like, Axe, how could you not tell? You are intimately familiar with Andalite anatomy. <laughs> and if it's so, so important boring. in your culture for an Andalite to have a tail, wouldn't you notice immediately? I don't know. It anyway. was so blurry. So blurry <sighs> that only Tobias's beautiful hawk eyes could oh, see it. Tobias, our perfect boy, who, who, in the midst of this entire book, doesn't really say anything until the very end about like, hey, guys, you're talking about people like me. <laughs> hey, guys, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, stop it. um so okay here's the thing there is a name for andalites who have lost their tails and i think what i didn't write it down vocal something like that yeah vecol v-e-c-o-l vecol vecol um and access some really terrible things about him immediately very derogatory um and even says that the Yerks would have no use for his body because he's um, useless as a host and can't fight without a tail. And 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 Axe is like, and obviously he can't morph, or else he would have he would have restored his tail from his own healthy DNA. Okay, can we <laughs> we can we please nail down because th- there's two mm-hmm. there's two different things going on in this book because we do get to this later with the whole noth nothlith nothlith thing I don't know how you say that word either. Um, can you or can you not recover from your injuries if you morph and then demorph back into yourself? Because I think in this book or the next one I can't remember, one of them specifically says like no that doesn't work. I feel like. It doesn't, but some of the ghostwriters are just playing fast and loose because mm-hmm. I think we had this same thing happen in uh, yeah the last the last one with the Cassie and the um, God what was the situation? There's some situation where it's the same sort of thing where with the fucking buffalo human yes. it was like morphing the in and buffalo out of shit. <laughs> restored its legs from being completely it, yeah. broken. 
whatever. So I think some of the ghostwriters just did not get that memo and nobody bothered to check it because mm. I'm fairly certain it doesn't work that way. And we've talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. Because there's definitely a Megamorphs written by K.A. That was like Tobias was injured every time he went back to his hawk form after being a dinosaur for a while. So the other thing about this, though, is that he would have restored his tail from his own healthy DNA. Is Axe saying that if you lose a limb, your, your genetics are then altered to no longer have that body part? No, I think he's saying the opposite. Because I think he's saying, like, okay, so if, if you have... Okay, I'm trying to think how this would work. I think what he's claiming is basically, like, you could remorph yourself, essentially. Like, you could be like, okay, here's my DNA. I know my DNA. Like, I don't have to acquire it because I already have it, right? Okay. So I could, like, morph... Because I think actually that might be like he's saying. How could he, he morph could, into like, himself? Yeah. Well, like he would go into. A, I don't know. I don't know. But I think that's what he's saying. I think he's saying that like he would use the the pre tail loss okay. DNA to morph into. To I don't. I, I think that's. Uh, so why didn't they just give him the fucking morphing cube? Because he can't morph. Because he ha- doesn't like he's has some but weird allergy it, to it. Mm. I like I, th- I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, that they say something about like, why don't we give him the morphing cube? And they're like, oh, if that was the case, he would have already had it. And like, uh, he's... I see, I see, I see, I missed that. Yeah, part. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just so like he's he's not capable of morphing for whatever reason, an unrelated uh, uh, disability aside from the loss of tail, which probably was more of the thing of the Yerks not wanting him. Was probably yeah. more the he can't, can't morph, morph thing not more the than the thing. he doesn't have a tail thing. Yeah. I Although also like, okay, how stupid are the fucking Yerks, right? Because we find Extremely. out that Myrtle, that this, and I mean, like, we're getting so far ahead of the plot, and I'm so sorry. That's fine. But, like, basically this Andalite has been kidnapped by the Yerks uh, and isn't being turned into a controller, but is, like, being used to get his friend Andalite, who we'll get to in a minute, um, to find them another andalite that can be used because yeah the friend andalite they're all useless andalites they're all bad useless andalites disabilities and so they you know the yurks don't want them um we we don't believe that on this podcast yes i just want to make make that clear with with condescension towards this book in my voice yeah um i hope that carried through yeah uh but (laughs) what the fuck is yeah if i was a fucking yurk i would still just Fucking, you've got eight billion yerks. Just put a yerk in that dude's head and be like, "Yeah, okay, Myrtle Yerk." Just pretend that now you're like know. a helpless captive, and we'll at least get info that way. Yeah, of, even if you're useless because of your your inability to morph and the fact that you don't have a tail. Like, though, I guess still... there's nothing to say that they didn't do that because this book doesn't. They don't oh, yeah, that's investigate that at all for someone yeah. being held by the yerks for as long as he was. <laughs> They're like, it's probably fine. <laughs> He's good. Whatever. He's good. Here's the, here's my other thing. Okay. <laughs> the Andalites <laughs> have created a technology that allows you mm-hmm. to acquire DNA from any living organism you touch, and you can turn yes. into that. They yes. don't have prosthetic limbs. No. <laughs> they don't. They don't just grow extra tails. I mean, we saw this in that other, in that last book with Andalites, where the dude was, like, in prison for stealing organs yes, or whatever. Yes, what like, is Why the do point? they have a need to do that? Like, I don't understand. I don't, you have to think about this, if you're going to make up a society of aliens that are, like, very scientifically advanced, like, I feel like you just have to think about these things, like. Uh, yeah, like it still might have been. It you could still, if you wanted to go this route, you could still have the gross things Axe was saying. Be like, well, he doesn't have a real tail, you know. Like you can still, you can still have Axe being a dick about it. But like, let's be real, they go, they're gonna have prosthetics, right? You know what it is. There's no money in prosthetics. This is like a a, a um. 
cure for baldness situation. It, it's not that they can't come up with these other things. It's just that there's more money. Like, there's more money in Viagra, right? Like, right, right. There, people were making money <laughs> off of the morphing tech. I mean, for real, though, you would make more money off of morphing tech, or not even more money, but, like, if we take out the capitalism of it, there's still a, a society that is focused on war at this point, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense that they're putting more R&D into weaponry, than they are into uh, healthcare. We see that play out many times in the real world. Andalites are gross. Andalites are Americans. It's terrible. Oh, no. Oh, no. We were all Andalites. Well, the two of us. (laughs) We were Andalites all along. Damn it. I'm looking at the Andalite in the mirror. (laughs) Anyway. I'm afraid of an Andalite. (laughs) Uh, anyway, Tobias, Tobias, <laughs> with his hawk eyes, is like, I know exactly where in this goddamn forest this picture was taken. So he takes Marco and Axe over there. And they're looking around for hints of, like, blood or a struggle or a kidnapping or anything. Marco demorphs back into human. Um, but as he's doing so, this big old Andalite man pops up out of nowhere and attacks Axe. Like, Mr. Three's he's huge. He's... Dream Andalite. This is Visser Three's wet dream of an Andalite. <laughs> Markle's like, this guy's built like a Clydesdale on the bottom. I was like, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> I also wonder if Andalite's getting buff. Like, would it just be beefy Clydesdale legs and then, like, still little scrawny alien arms on top? (laughs) The still arms on top are just still, like, hey. Like, I mean, they don't do much with their arms, right? Because they don't do weapons. I think they, like, type with them or something, maybe? I don't know. That's why it's women's work when you have to do stuff with computers. Because you have to use those little little arms. Um, (laughs) So he attacks Axe a little bit. Um, and there's some like mild confusion over who is who. Like this guy thinks that Axe is Visser Three, even though right, we'll get to that. Later. I, I I don't know. Like Axe is obviously a teenager in the way that this guy is like I don't want his body, but <laughs> also is still like maybe that's okay. Visser Three. But I'm getting Hold ahead. On. I'm Hold getting on. ahead. Hold on. I think we need to clarify that this guy, when he says, I don't want his body. He wants to morph. Not- it's morphing, not sex. That's yes, a morph. <laughs> it would be a good thing if he looked at him and saw how young Axe was and was like, I don't want that Andalite. That would be good. But in this situation, I mean, it, whatever. This Andalite is named Gaffinolin Estrif Valad. He has a tail. So it's not the, the Andalite they saw on film. Um, and once everyone stops, well, Axe tells Marco to stay hidden. So once Axe finishes, like, posturing, I guess, with this guy, they find out that he, Gefinolin, and another Andalite, Myrtle, Iskar, Elmond, both crash-landed on Earth after the failed attempt to stop the Yerk invasion on Earth. So that very first book, where Alfangor died. These guys were pilots um, flying around, trying to fight, and they crashed here on Earth and have been hiding out ever since. And they were like in the same dome ship as as Axe, right? Like, yeah, and and like Axe is like surprised to have heard of them. Like you lived with them on the ship. I mean, I guess I don't know how big Andalite ships <laughs> are, true. but I mean, I think that that's true. If it's like a big enough like, like everybody on the Titanic didn't know each other. <laughs> how many people were on the Titanic? I we can't. See, I want to see if it'd be feasible to know how many. People were on the uh, Titanic. Yeah, tell me, Google. Two thousand two hundred forty passengers. So yeah, there's oh, no yeah. way. I take that as a personal challenge. I <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, two two thousand two hundred thirty nine people come here and meet me, and <laughs> I will learn all your names and one interesting fact about each of you. <laughs> no, Anna. No. It's <laughs> a bad plan. <laughs> Um, this is how you this is how you get taken Anna (laughs) so this is how you start a cult I think that too okay I'm back on board 
Um, yes, these guys are highly respected pilots and Myrtle lost his tail in the accident. And so Gefinilin has pledged to take care of his BFF forever and ever. Um, and also they don't seem to have any interest whatsoever in helping the Bandalites with their mission. So cool. <laughs> um, they finish their conversation with him and then they're like, let's spy. So Marco and Ax and Tobias follow him home. Uh, they discover he has a human morph and that he lives in town and he goes by the name Henry McClellan. He's like a professor of particle physics or something at the at local college. Did Gilflin pick up a, a man who was already a professor of particle physics? That's a good question. And is just doing that. Or did he invent from whole cloth this person? And then also somehow invent all of the documentation he would need in order to get a job That's as like a child's professor. play for Andalites. Haven't you been listening to Axe this whole time? It's okay. child's play. But I, I feel like this is, I feel like somewhere that professor is dead in a closet is, is that, what I, I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From what we know about the Andalites and how ruthless they are, then yeah. Yeah. I think he. He's like greater good slice. I think he single white femaled some professor mm-hmm. and took over his life. <laughs> Absolutely horrific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marco and the boys decide it's finally time to tell Jake and everyone else about what they found out. So they meet in the barn and they kind of argue over whether or not this could be a trap that Visser 3 has laid to lure in his sexy Andalite bandits. So, uh, obviously, Marco, he's, like, the leader of, like, no, this is a trap. Because uh, Marco is, I guess he's, like, the secretly smart one now is his is his descriptor. He's He has instincts. He has a gut feeling. And he goes with them. Um, so. Also because it's really obvious that this is yeah. probably a trap of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Cassie's like, no, man, it's fine. Jake's like, probably. You're right, Cassie. uh so again they decide to spy on gefinilin again there's a lot of spying in this book i'm just realizing now um margo's very bad at spying on this guy and basically immediately he turns into his osprey morph and immediately flies into a force field that's been set up around gefinilin's greenhouse japan not so secretly smart yeah yeah still kind of (laughs) dumb uh i i guess the greenhouse is there because gardening is an art form for Andalites, apparently. So that's cool. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> There's some lore for you. <laughs> Do with that what you will. Uh, Marco has to demorph, and he has a conversation with this guy. And he's like, the guy's like, ah, oh, I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me, and you're a human. Mm. Marco's like, wow, I thought you were looking right at me, but okay. Um, also, can't believe you're a dirty yerk working for Visser 3, and they're about to fight but then Axe shows up and is like, hey, true Andalites would not harm this human because he is a warrior against the Yerks. And everyone calms down. Glad your dumb Andalite bullshit is good for something Honor. for once. They're so honorable. Gefinilin gives them a little tour of his home. Um, I, apparently it looks like right out of a Martha Stewart magazine or something. Uh, and including the secret areas where Andalites can live. And Marco is like, okay, but where's Myrtle? And Axe is like, well, of course we wouldn't see him. He's in isolation because that's the only dignity someone without a tail has left. Mm. And that doesn't really, that, that doesn't really get pushed back against by our Poglifomer. He's like. Yeah, he's, he's silent about it. He's like, that's my friend. Even Myrtle and his pal are not like. They don't. Yeah. Myrtle's like, why would you save someone like me? I'm useless. Yeah. They also have very much like internalized this whole like yes. people with disabilities are it's it's uncomfortable. It's gross. And Marco Marco here being like this being I don't Marco does not have the track of the track history. Is that what I'm talking about? Is that the right track record? Track record, thank you. Marco does not have the track record of being the guy to speak out uh, for these types of issues. He's more perpetuating, right? Yes. And they, they at one point, Marco choice. does say something about, hey, like, stop being 
really rude about the fact that this guy has a disability, um, which also there's a lot of like uh, 90s bullshit of like people using, oh, we should call him differently abled and stuff like yeah. that, which, you know, no, we shouldn't. But Marco's like, oh, well, we should people shouldn't be just complete assholes to this guy just because he has a disability. And I think it's Rachel is like, weren't you calling that one guy like a lunatic and a nut job yeah. like a few books ago? And Marco's like, like, that's different. It was gallows humor. It's like, no, that's different because you weren't the viewpoint character in that book. So you were the one who said shitty things. Yes. And now you're not the view or you are the viewpoint character. So you have to be the one that's like, it's bad to be mean. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Marco definitely pulls out that, like, male comedian excuse of, like, it was a joke, bruh. <laughs> I would have bought this as, like, a Jake situation or, obviously, Cassie. Um, obviously. And Tobias, but, like, Rachel and Marco, I'm kind of, like, I don't know, not as much convinced that they would <laughs> Rachel and Marco are not what we would say high on um, the EQ. scale of empathetic. Yeah, like. low EQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so then they're, they're having this chat, this gross chat, and then Gefinolin randomly changes the subject and is like, Hey, Axe, do you want some of this Ilsapar root? This is a root from our home world. And Axe is like, sure. This is a drug. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a, a, a tasty drink like coffee, but also a medicinal drug. Uh, literally, literally, they show up at this dude's house and dude's like, you want to blaze it? Yeah. Except the Andalite version of Where that. they just like, stomp on stuff. Marco's like, cool. <laughs> Marco's like, I don't have the context for this, so this seems fine. Yeah, <laughs> seems normal, I guess. Marco notices there are some bees buzzing around because of the whole greenhouse thing. So he grabs, he just like grabs a fucking bee in his hand, shuts his hand around it. And he's like, ouch, it stung me. Like, I'm bringing home a baby bumblebee. bumblebee. <laughs> Won't my Jakey be so proud of me? Ouch, it stung it me. It stung me. <laughs> I'm mashing up the baby bumblebee. But he does acquire a bumblebee, so. Or honeybee. <laughs> and mashes it up. Yeah, and then he, yeah, I think, and then he just, like, throws it. So he's like, fuck this bee. <laughs> like, I'm done with you. Uh, so, Gefinolin is like, hey, can I meet your prince, Axe? That'd be cool. I'll give him some of this root that we're stomping around on. And Axe is like, uh, we'll let you know. Or we'll let him know. <laughs> Marco. Not about to let Jake just waltz into this guy's domain without spying on him some more first. So he teams up with Rachel, who was like, Marco, your suspicions are always correct. So she plays lookout while Marco turns into a bee and infiltrates the greenhouse. And it's a weird morph because bees are also a hive mind, um, which, like, I guess he realizes the night before. And so he does, like, a whole bunch of research on bees. uh, And he's like, well, shit ants were bad but is this gonna be also bad but no it's a little bit anticlimactic it was fine he overcame the bee pulse a little easier bee impulse beam pulse the beam pulse yeah mm-hmm. the traumatizing part about this situation was he was i don't know what kind of bug it was supposed to be like a dragonfly maybe he was, was captured by, by this something too. yeah because it like sucks the juice out of them, and like I don't a know mosquito? what bug does that. <laughs> but mosquitoes don't Spiders? suck. Do mosquitoes suck juice out of other bugs? I don't bugs? think so. They're too well. I guess being small would be. They're smaller than us, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what would be big enough to hold on to the bee and make it so that he couldn't move, and then also probe him with his proboscis or whatever? I feel like it's a dragonfly because, like, I thought they had mouths. Yeah, they, they there's definitely like a oh it like poked its nose into me and sucked it, out my yeah. blood. I'm like, is this a mosquito? I I didn't I don't know enough about bugs or care to really, but it was gross. Someone get at us. What do you get when you mix a mosquito and a dragonfly? Yeah. What's that bug? What is that bug? Is it just dragonfly? There's got to be one. <laughs> do dragonflies have There's got to be one. Uh, there's a bug for everything. Truly. Rachel 
tears that bug in half and then picks up Marco who has to then demorph because he's dying and then remorph back into a bee. Take two. Um, he gets into the greenhouse. He can see the force field because of bees can see a better purple than us, I guess. Bee vision. Yes. This is a true fact. I believe it because the Animorph said it was true. So, <laughs> uh, Marco investigates the whole house to, again, reiterate to the fact that the Myrtle is not there. But this time we get the added detail of the fact that he hasn't been there for a very long time. Where's Myrtle? Where could Myrtle be? They all meet up at the barn. What happened to Myrtle? <laughs> Axe is like, OMG, just realized this guy gave me Ilsapar root and that has medicinal properties. Just realized that was a drug, Just realized this really important thing. It's used when an Andalite has Sula's disease, which is a fatal disease that causes chronic pain and blindness. Like the devil's lettuce. <laughs> Helps with the pain. <laughs> uh, the the only cure is for an andalite to morph into something and become a a nothlet nothlet not like Tobias, um and and access some more weird ableist shit about that, even though his <laughs> friend his shorm his shorm nephew is sitting right there fucking next to him. <laughs> I mean, he's not a Nothlet as much anymore because he can morph now, yeah, so it's okay. But he's still permanently a bird. <laughs> uh, and the others are like, okay, maybe he just wants an Andalite body to morph into then. So, like, to become, to stay an Andalite, I guess, after passing that two-hour mark. And he doesn't want Axe's body because he doesn't want to be a child. Yes, and he's like, Axe is too young. He's used to being, like, a strapping man Andalite. Which here's my question then. Would he never age? Are we to assume that if he became Axe, he would never grow up to become a beefy I, man and a light? I feel like I think they address something about that because I think Axe says like, oh, yeah, he's all. Basically, I think the vibe was that he doesn't want to go through puberty again. I think <laughs> they don't say that, but they're like, oh, he wouldn't want to have to wait for like to be at his full potential. Okay, but if your options are dying or becoming a young man again, what do you choose? <laughs> but if your options are dying, becoming a young man again, or finding that young man's hunky prince that Visser <laughs> 3 has totally assured not a you human, exists. Totally not a 13-year-old human boy. <laughs> then you would also want to wait for the hunky prince. That's true. Yes, this is this is what they come, they come to the conclusion that Gethinolin wants to acquire Axis Prince because they haven't told him that Axis Prince is just Jake. <laughs> what a rude surprise that that's gonna be. Um, Jake's like, well, let's go disillusion this guy. He goes <laughs> to Gethinolin's house and he's like, hey, I'm Jake. I'm Axis Prince, and Gethinolin is like, demorph asshole and jake's like i can't this is me i'm a human so then gefillin's like fine i'll just take this you is, hostage i'm just a boy standing in, in front, front of, of an andalite and like glides down asking him not to try to forcefully acquire <laughs> my body as a mole <laughs> and he's like fine i'll take you hostage but then the other bandalites show up in their battle morphs uh, uh, uh. Yeah, uh. We get Grizzly, Wolf, Hawk, and Marco as a human, which I guess is his best battle morph. Does he not go gorilla? He did it. No, I think he walked in. He must have walked in with Jake at the beginning or something. Mm. So Gefinolin's like, okay, truce then, and he tells them how Myrtle was kidnapped by Visser Three. Uh, but then Visser Three realizes dude has no tail, so he's like, okay, next. He was going to use Myrtle as a hostage to lure Gefinolin out. And Myrtle was like, nah, that guy is dying from Sula's disease. And Visser Three was like, fine. <laughs> if you all can at least bring me a morph capable Andalite hostage, I will let you go. You guys can just fuck off and live happily ever after, I guess. Even though you know all of our secrets and our Andalites that could potentially communicate with other Andalites. No, no, it's fine. It's fine because he knows that the other Andalites won't listen to them because they're useless to Andalite society. God. God. Andalites. Andalites are just as stupid as Visitor 3. Um, So, of course, Jake is like, well, cool, we'll just go rescue Myrtle for you then. Cut out out all that hostage-taking nonsense. Gefinolin's like, cool, 
Also, guys, I can speak with him telepathically. Just thought you should know. I mean, they can all speak telepathically, right? But it's like, he's like, as long as we're on the same planet, distance doesn't matter. Like, I can always just speak to him. Oh, I super miss this part. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, they're they're special friends, I guess. Like, more so than Storms. Because Axe and Tobias don't have that where they can talk. Well, I guess they've never gone a whole planet's never distance away it. from each other. So I don't yeah. know. But yeah, Agatha and Lim's like, I don't know. It'll probably never come up. Yeah, either. probably not. He's like, just thought you should know. Uh, I'm talking to him right now. Myrtle gives them enough telepathic information to let the Bandalites know. He's like, I'm, I'm being held hostage in an old train yard. But he describes it just simply as a graveyard. The- oh, Andalites. Andalites. So silly really does beg some questions about like okay so what are andalite funereal practices like do they just put them in giant boxes put them in a- i mean i guess i guess technically we put people in boxes also yeah just but just in underground i don't know yeah maybe they also have funerals for ships mm. that's why he thought it was a graveyard i don't know maybe there are a lot of hork bajir in this train yard so fight breaks out Everyone's doing a really good job fighting. Marco gets to climb all around like a gorilla, jump on top of a car, whatever. They finally release Myrtle. And Axe is like, gross, can't believe we've risked our lives for an Andalite like him. And Marco finally yells at him for his ableism with a little help from Tobias, who's like, dude, my uncle's an alien and I'm a hawk and my girlfriend's a human. This is fucked up, dude. Just let it go. (laughs) And Marco keeps doing this thing of like, when people look at at this Myrtle and they see, you know, he doesn't have a tail. It's like how people look at me and see that I don't have a mom. No, and I'm like, it's, it's not. not. It's not even slightly like that in any way whatsoever. What are you even talking about? And then about? he lists like our whole bunch of like slurs and then is like, yep, just like me. I'm like, <laughs> just like me without a mom. Like, no, Marco. Marco, that's not what someone sees when they meet you for the very first time. Like, baby you're biracial you should know better yes. <laughs> damn it marco <laughs> it's so and i mean like this could have almost have worked uh, if marco was more like comparing himself to to gefinolin and being like oh like trying to care for someone who you know has something going on you know mm-hmm. where it's like he's trying to care about or for his mother even though he knows that like actually it probably would make more sense myrtle to gefinolin because it's kind of similar to a chronic disease um Mm. like that his mom has this thing that can't be fixed right like you could make that comparison but he doesn't he's like he's like me being momless is like you being tailless i'm like it super (sighs) isn't but sure let's center yourself in this conversation marco excellent marco Good work. The book ends with Marco going to visit Myrtle and being like, hey, when Gefinolin dies, you should come hang out with us. Like, you don't have to fight, but we can play video games or whatever. And Myrtle is touched by this. I thought, th- is Gefinolin then just going to die? He's not going to He's not gonna become a Nothlet? Yeah, because that was the whole thing when they when they broke in and were like, we're su- we don't have an Andalite you can be, too bad, sucks for you. And he was like, that was never my plan. I never wanted that because I'm not a coward. Oh, that's so right. So he I forgot about super yeah. bought into this whole, like, yes, he said that right in front trying of to cure your, your illness is cowardice thing. Like I forgot. Yes, he, who, Tobias stayed a hawk because he was hiding in the Yerk pool. Some could call that being a coward, whatever, because he didn't die a warrior's death. Whatever. I don't. I, I love Tobias. <laughs> but, like, Gefinolin says this right in front of Tobias. And then Marco is like, Tobias has been really moody lately. I don't know what's going on. It's, like, really weird. <laughs> it's like, because you're all being All being assholes. huge dicks. Good. Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I don't, Tobias is just, like, really acting strangely. Like, he's mad at everybody. I don't. It's I don't, what could so a hawk have to be we mad were, about? I don't we were just having this totally normal conversation about how, like, people who become Nothlets are, like, cowards yeah. and should die. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you're a Nothlet, it's just, like, worse than death. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we were talking about that. And then Tobias was just, like, just didn't even join in. It, it was, was so, so strange. fucking rude. <laughs> Rachel, get your boyfriend in line. 
<laughs> Rachel, talk to your man. Which, we that was our first confirmation. I'm sorry. Talk to your talk bird. to your bird. Talk to your pet bird. Um, first first actual confirmation from either of the characters that Rachel and Tobias are officially boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah, because Tobias was like my girlfriend. My girlfriend's a, a human, and I'm a bird. No. We're aware. We're aware this is a non-conventional relationship. I needed Marco to look at Rachel in that moment and see what Rachel looked like when Tobias said mm-hmm. that my girlfriend is a human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Needed needed someone to roll a perception yeah. check She's on like, that whole ish. You haven't put labels on this yet, Tobias. So just, like, you're a just hawk. don't know if I'm comfortable. And you, won't, you are a hawk. You won't demorph in the middle of our dates. You just leave after an hour and a half. I don't. What kind of commitment can I expect? What will the children think, Tobias? <laughs> I'm 13. I need to think about I need these to things. Think about this. Yeah. Cassie and Jake are in love. Yeah, and they're going to be together forever. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen them, but they've like kissed. They've kissed on the mouth. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> Everybody's kissed on the mouth at this point, except for poor except Marco. Except for Marco, who maybe I don't know. He's I don't think yeah. he deserves to be kissed on the mouth based on his how he pursues. I don't. Love I don't interest. think that. Uh, Kissing on the mouth is a thing of of that you deserve or not. I think it's just a thing that happens. Mm. I don't think that we should look at love as a reward. No, not I guess. I I mean to say no one he she shouldn't he shouldn't be forcing kisses, I guess. Cuz oh, no one is willingly giving him kisses. a kiss. Yes, yes, yes. Agreed on that. But you know, when will Marco's kiss come? When will Marco be kissed on the mouth? Maybe in the next book when he and Rachel start dating. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that was uh, Animorphs number 40, The Other. Yeah. Now you all see why that title's bad. Yeah. Just oh as my we God. realize that That, that really doesn't bad. hit you until after you read the book. And you're no, like, oh. it really oh. doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Literally othering. Great. <laughs> it's very gross this is your this is your brain on year this is your brain not on year what was it i don't remember fuck it who's your most valuable morph most valuable morph i guess i guess marco because he was the only one who really did much well no they all did battle morphs but i mean marco did kind (laughs) no tobias tobias is mine i got there i i want to give it to somebody else because Axe was an asshole in this book. Oh, definitely. Certainly but he not did Axe. the most work. <laughs> I'm um, torn this week. I don't I don't want to acknowledge Axe or Axe's role in this book, even though he was mm-hmm. the one that did like take charge and get find out the connections and you know, did stuff. But could we give it to Gefinolin? He didn't morph. Didn't he? He became Oh, a, he became um, a human, that's right. Yeah. He became a human and he became an owl at one point. Oh. They were like, Gefinolin became an owl that he picked up a few months ago. And I'm like, see, Gefinolin is out here picking up shit. Not for battle, just because it's fun. what Andalite should do. <laughs> okay, then Gefinolin gets it. There you go. I will also keep sticking with uh, Tobias deserves a shout out for putting up with all the shit he did. Very true. Poor all Tobias just <laughs> quietly in the corner looking out onto the horizon with his special hawk eyes he's like mm-hmm. i told you fuckers that that guy had no tail should have kept my mouth shut should have told you all it was axe <laughs> never would have learned these things about my asshole uncle <laughs> oh it is it is that moment where like a relative says something racist mm, or sexist or whatever and you're like oh no. oh you're like that like <laughs> Uh, do you have a morbid moment i mean i think my morbid moment was if i have to pick like i don't know the whole vibe of this book was pretty morbid andalites are mm. bad we've got we're just keeping more and more bears. confirmation also we had that gross bug scene so that was pretty bad too <laughs> yeah. yeah i think i'm gonna go with the first time that they used the term differently abled because that was just that was, upsetting that was such a this is this 90s is, yeah so this wasn't 90s. It was, was, it was early like, 2000s or 2000, yeah. the year Y2K. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it counts still. There you go. Um, as for series theories, mm-hmm. I think we've talked about Andalites are bad. Andalites um, are bad. And the other prevalent theory that's been rising up over the last few books that this is all leading to some team up with various characters showing up in the last book. Yeah. I think we're going to see either both Gefinolin and Myrtle or just Myrtle in the final 
the final push, whatever that may be. Unless they're uh, controllers, because they never checked on Myrtle. They did not check. They just assumed it was fine. You've been with Visser 3 for months. Here's the, also, I didn't talk about this. Visser 3 had this guy captured for months, and Gefinilun is like, they move him every hour. Every hour? Maybe that's maybe now the Yerks are gonna get their shit together because they were really busy with this. Really, yeah, they were like, we've been we've had this guy for a couple months now, moving him around on the hour. It's taking a lot of our thought processes to come up with places, places we can hide. Ha- there's hide not that many places. Why did they just now, put him up on the blade ship? <laughs> maybe now that we don't have to come up with a new place to hide an andalite every hour, we'll come up with a new place to put the sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the yerk pools or, you know, just or, like use that brain processing power for literally anything else. Just anything. That was this book. That was the other. Okay, so next week we will be uh, starting my new unit on the great American novel with the great American novel, Great Gatsby. Mm. Uh, by F. Scott Fitzgerald. And then the week after that, we're going to be back with another Morph Monday with a Megamorph, the final Megamorph, Megamorphs, Back to the Before. Right? I don't remember what the title is. Um, Hold on, let me double check. I never know, (laughs) to be honest, what the titles are. Yeah, Back to, oh, Back to Before. Mm. There's no the. That changes everything, then. It does. Cool. Yeah, excited for that, to talk about that one. Because, well, I'll leave you guys hanging. <laughs> I still haven't finished it. It's hard. Like, I feel like with the Megamars books, I just, like, run out of stamina. Because I'm like, these books should be 60 pages shorter. I'm I'm used to <laughs> being able to read these things much more quickly than this. But you've added so much more content to the Megamars. So much. And none of it's good. Yeah, the Megamorphs are mega big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what that title means. <gasps> Get it now. Get it in the meantime if you have your own series theories about the animorphs or if you want us to cover a book on the podcast for whatever reason you can tweet at us at shelfawarecast or email us shelfawarecast at gmail.com as always thank you to ben cope for the use of our theme song you can check out his youtube channel in our show notes below we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms so if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those you definitely should I mean, how can you resist after that big teaser I just gave you for the next Megamorphs book we're going to discuss? I know you're on the edge of your seat. What are you going to do for the next fortnight? Not knowing what I think about that book. (laughs) If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you like. In the words of K.A. Applegate, I'm not much for prayers and supplication. <laughs> Just unless, of course, it involves getting a beautiful girl to say yes to going out with me. Then even begging and imploring I was are options. Just about to read Marco. that. Marco. 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 No. Stop that. Oh, yeah, I was just about to read that one too. That's funny. <laughs> does this start welcome back back, (laughs) it's another morph monday and okay welcome back literary slummers to another episode of shelf aware it's morph monday no that's that's not right no you say well another morph monday episode of shelf aware okay that's i mean yours was fine too (laughs) no it wasn't it was weird (laughs) 